Educate and be educated on anything and everything that comes to life. We're your hosts, I'm Matt A. And I'm Bernie. So sit down, folks. Buckle up. It's been a minute, so it's going to be a bumpy ride. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> plus, we're getting fucking hammered by a snowstorm right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we just were this last weekend, man. It was fucking crazy. It was snowing in fucking San Bernardino and Fontana and fucking... All over SoCal, bro. It was snowing as low as a thousand feet. It's snow in Southern California. Right, dude. It was fucking nuts. And it's still it's still icy. Like my drive home this morning was fucking still icy uh on uh coming up over the hill, fucking in Lambs Canyon uh-huh. and shit. Yeah, Once yeah. I got off the free, I was like, mm-hmm. Oh shit, there's still fucking snow on the on the sides of the road. Uh, yeah, dude, I know. After being out to your place, I now kind of have a little bit of uh, knowledge as far as like the layout and like what you mean by Lambs Canyon. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude, that I could see that being super sketch. Yeah, with ice and what have you. you know what oh I mean? yeah. Like, I mean, when I was working for FedEx, a lot of my route was the rural portion of Whitefish, right? Mm-hmm. So. There was a lot of areas that I delivered to that had super steep roads or barely wide enough for two fucking cars. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or even they're just like one way, like one way in, one way out, like streets and shit like that. With yeah. Like cliffs on the side and like switchbacks and shit. And man, it's, it's crazy when you get into those types of areas if you don't have a lot of driving experience on icy roads or heavily snow covered roads or even slushy snow covered roads like dude you could end up in a bad way real fucking fast oh yeah like dude fucking just that first day the first day that it started snowing out here which was fucking nuts like to say (laughs) um that like uh that thursday because i was that was my last day of work that it like it snowed actively like on thursday morning um mm-hmm. and I was on day shift so I was like coming up through the coming up through Lambs Canyon going up there and I was just like fuck cuz it's it's pitch black when I'm fucking driving out cuz I leave the house at 5 a.m. so it's like right. still pitch black the sun hasn't even crept up over the fucking hills yet and um it was like uh it was just fucking it was nuts because um Sorry, fixed. It. <laughs> yeah, we were having a little bit of uh, camera the issue right there. What the fuck? <clears throat> well, at least at least the audio is still good. <laughs> as long as the audio stays good, we're all right. You know what I mean? Because right yeah. now it's like I'm rubbing my belly and patting my head. <laughs> yeah, that trick that I still can't fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was Sorry, fucking nuts, dude. Seeing the powder on the sides of the freeway or on the sides of the fucking road. It was crazy, and, like, coming up through that canyon, like, just, what the fuck, you know, 
us in in socal we don't get that shit so unless you like go to the mountains every now and again but it's like uh there was a couple times like coming through a couple of those turns where it's like you hit a patch of fucking slush or a patch of ice like if you don't have yeah. if you don't have that knowledge of how to fucking you know maneuver through some of this uh you know weather you're gonna be fucked i've seen a couple yeah. i've seen a couple gnarly accidents already just in this weekend like oh yeah fucking crazy yeah it's super it's super crazy and and it's wild how you know i wouldn't even say they're tourists or transplants out here but dude when we got our first big dump right like we got a huge dump back in october um i want to say i got like dude i got like eight or ten inches at my house in october which was wild um we got hit pretty hard pretty early Mm. and dude when we got that first big dump of snow man there were cars and ditches fucking everywhere (laughs) and i'm like i'm looking at the license plates you know like as i'm driving by i'm like "Eh, if i could transplant oh shit that's montana plate you're just like (laughs) right like people lose their minds sometimes out here um Mm -hmm. and you know, the, the biggest thing I can say is this is just a testament to how much in life I, I kind of equate this back to society today and people's mindsets, man. And, and even out here, like everybody's not, not as much as in California, right? Like everybody in California is in a fucking rush everywhere. It's the rat race. You know what I mean? Like, it go, is. go, go. How quick can I get here? How quick can I get there? Like, I got this. I got that. I got this. Like, people in general need to slow the fuck down in life yeah like it was crazy too just on my drive home this morning like it was still drizzling it's still cold as fuck so it's probably still kind of slushy slash like depending on how far up like how how high your altitude is like Mm -hmm. it's still potentially icy because like it was probably in the it was probably in the 40s low 40s to mid 40s this morning when i left work Everyone's still doing fucking 85, 90 on the freeway going home, like going like in my direction, going going my direction. They were like still going 85, 90. And I'm like, okay, like <laughs> don't fuck up, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, man, like you got to slow down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's one thing I, I hear. Some people get pissed off at me when I'm still trying to fix this fucking camera. It comes in <laughs> and then it like we're all good right now. We're going to yeah. see if I go. Yep, there I go. Yeah, I'm like a ghost <laughs> in a fuzzy TV. I'm having a seizure right now. Um, yeah. Like, as long as the audio stays good, I think I can manage to let my OCD kick off of this. <laughs> um, but, like, when the weather gets super shitty out here, you know, my truck's four by. Yeah, and same. I've had that thing. Is your truck four-wheel drive? It is, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. For some reason, I kept thinking yours was two by. Um, <laughs> nope. It was when I, went, that I went big. Yeah, not a lot of people in California build mid-travel four-wheel drive trucks. And that's also probably why your whole setup, your lift and your suspension and everything that you had done to your truck, which, bro, it, it's fucking sick, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I kind of nutted the first time I saw it. Um because you got the kings up under there you got the missoula mid-travel kit man which if if you guys are out in socal and you're looking to get your truck done you're looking to get a really 
nice mid travel or long travel suspension setup you got to go check out missoula man those guys are fucking awesome they built some badass trucks yeah um but but yeah like you know my truck's huge four-wheel drive mm -hmm. um and i've had that thing through like two and a half feet of snow um mm -hmm. it, but i elect to not use four-wheel drive out here if i don't mm -hmm. absolutely fucking need it yeah right um I just would rather slow down a little mm -hmm. bit. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> so the speed limit on Highway 2 out here by my house is 60. When the roads are kind of shitty or a little sketchy, like, dude, I'll drop that shit down to 50. Yeah. If it's even worse, I'll drop it down to 45. Like, I'm not going to pull over, put the truck in four wheel drive because my auto lock doesn't work. I got to actually get out and manually lock my hubs, but, oh, shit. Um, and then kick it in four by. But I would rather take my time slow down because realistically what people don't understand is your your vehicle may be four-wheel drive but that bitch is not four-wheel stop right <laughs> yeah. so especially if you hydroplane of, or fucking hit a patch of ice yeah, like, so yeah yeah so you may be rolling in four by which is going to give you much better traction and whatnot but you can still hit a section of ice in a corner and now you're sliding you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it, it's gonna happen, right? So, um, just slow the fuck down, people. And and that's one thing. Like living in California, you know, growing up there, I remember when I first started driving, it was one of those things where it, it would rain, and as soon as water would touch the fucking ground on the freeway, like people would <laughs> lose their shit mm -hmm. and forget all ability and common sense when it came to driving. Like, yeah. And I think, again, I think that's that's a huge uh, the, the biggest contributing factor to that is that everybody's so tied up in this like rat race and high speed mentality of life that they get themselves in really shitty situations. On top of that, I think we as a society and kind of as a race nowadays are missing out on so much of the beauty in life because we're not slowing down enough to look at it and truly notice it and realize it. You know well, I mean? and I like, think a lot has to do with it also, like with um, the way that society <clears throat> has evolved over the last, say, 30, 40, 50 years and how drastic our... Um, instant gratification is now like everything is fucking instant like mm -hmm. you know you got fucking instant tots instant fucking you know instagram instant like instant fucking groceries instant fucking delivery two-day fucking amazon delivery you got like nothing is is nothing is taken like nothing takes time anymore um, mm -hmm. and like for me, the reason I speed is because I literally try to fucking, I, I live, <laughs> um, what fucking song is it? Um, man, it's, I'm pretty sure it's a Josh Turner song. Um, but I kind of, I, I kind of try to live my life like, like a Josh, I'm pretty sure it's a Josh Turner song. I can't think of it right now, but it's, you know, I used to go, I used to leave to work early and come home late. Now I leave to work late and, you know, come home early kind of deal. Like 
I, I want to spend as much time with my wife as possible and my family as possible. So mm-hmm. I'm literally ro- rolling out of bed like at the last fucking minute before, you know, I have to get the fuck out of bed because it takes me an hour to get to work. And if I'm on a certain shift, that hour could turn into an hour and a half. That hour can turn into an hour and 15. So I got to fucking judge it. You know, I can't be leaving because I'm already leaving an hour plus ahead of time. I'm already getting up an hour plus ahead of time. So, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to get the fuck home, especially like on daylight. Like I want to get home and spend as much time during the rest of my day with my wife and with my family. And like, if we have people over, I want to spend time with them, you know? So that's the reason I fucking speed, but that's just, you know, me prioritizing my family as well. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, situation dictate mission dictates (laughs) where, you know, obviously if the fucking roads are icy and it's raining outside or it's snowing, you know, like I'm going to fucking take it easy. Um, yeah, but I mean, to play but, a little bit of devil's avocado to that, you know what I mean? Like, I get the mentality of wanting to spend as much time with family as possible, right? Because that's super important. Um, but at the same time, even when the roads aren't shitty, you know, that split second reaction time in a situation where something happens and you need to make very quick evasive maneuvers or whatever to save your ass on a freeway and you're doing 80 or 85 or 90 could be okay i'm rushing home to spend time with my family but now i've just gotten into a severe car accident that could take me from my family forever yeah and now those moments that i am rushing to spend with them i will never get to spend with them and they'll never get to spend with me and -hmm. it's one of those things where you know it's like okay for me in my head it's like if i leave a little bit earlier to give myself the ability to slow down a little bit to make it to my destination safe and secure to do what i gotta do and then come home i may get home a little bit later than i would normally doing 80 to 90 or 75 to 80 or whatever the case is in the area that i'm driving Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna make it home safe right like I'm going to have that situational awareness when I'm driving about me. I'm going to be driving at a safer speed. And I'm not saying I'm an angel, right? I'm not saying that (laughs) if it says 60, I do 60. Like, no, I will generally do between five and 10 miles per hour over the speed limit for the most part. Now, the the caveat to that is out here. um, You have 12 cars on the road versus... Three thousand. Well, <laughs> we have twelve cars on the road versus three thousand. True, but we also have probably fifteen or twenty deer that I'm going to see standing on the side of the road that have very realistic potential of jumping. Just out jumping out, yeah. Right, and a lot of people will swerve and try to avoid these animals. Look, dude, fucking plow them, like just rail yeah. these things, like. Because that overcorrection or overreaction on you trying to avoid that animal going is more 60. than likely going to put you, yeah, and it's more than likely going to put you in a much worse situation, rolling your vehicle in a ditch, hitting a tree, whatever the case is. Whereas drilling that deer or elk or whatever 
and fucking up the front of your vehicle, but in a straight line trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have, a, in my opinion, you're going to have a better chance of surviving that and, and coming away from it okay and then having to fix your vehicle on a much smaller capacity than if you flipped it and totally swerved at 60 right. or 65 yeah. and flipped it or overcorrected and hit a tree and now your vehicle's totaled and you're fucked and you're heading to the, a trauma center. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's all these little things that I think in our in our daily lives that we can start implementing uh, to not only make us safer, but to le- allow us to enjoy life more and truly, you, you know, realize the beauty that we have around us. And the biggest aspect to that is slowing the fuck down. Yeah. Right. Um, taking our time, being <clears throat> more self-aware. Uh, being more situationally aware things of that nature um but yeah man it's it's wild like i think so the last time it snowed in la crescenta where i grew up or in that la crescenta tahunga sunland area was i was talking to my mom i think it was when i was like two or three years old and we lived in in the tahunga house which was the first house that i was brought home to Mm -hmm. um and i want to say that was back in like 80 probably right around 87 mm-hmm. 1987 i think was the last time it snowed in that area like down yeah. at the houses right because like i grew up almost every winter waking up and seeing snow-capped mountains in la crescenta but i mean we're talking the tippy tippy tops of them and they were like i don't know probably around five thousand feet yeah. elevation where we would get snow on those mountains up behind my mom's house and the house I grew up in um but never down at my house I mean we would get like hail and what have you but that's about yeah. it um and then I know it snowed in Santa Clarita back in 2000 and I think it was 2010 or 2011 mm-hmm. uh very briefly snowed down in Santa Clarita which is I think at an elevation right around 2500 feet Mm-hmm. maybe closer to 3000 at that area um but to see the dump of snow that came down in like around my mom's house now granted those of you that are listening that are from montana are gonna be like dump of snow really like look dude i'm putting this in context of southern california right um we have 70 degree winters in... so <laughs> in california we yeah, have yeah, 70 degree like winters three degrees <laughs> Yeah, it'll be like 93 degrees in fucking February there. Um, it did snow in down on Pismo Beach, down on the dunes and on the beach when I lived there. Um, one day for a very quick, short period of time. It was kind of wild. I, was, I had left the house and I was heading up to Camp Slow to work a night shift. And it had been uh, uncharacteristically cold for the last few days prior. And we were getting a ton of rain. And then all of a sudden, I'm like heading up to the freeway um up up to the 101 and i was like why the fuck does it look like it's snowing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was like (laughs) oh because it's snowing this is really weird um but yeah man i mean this this winter's been kind of wild weather wise across the country you know what i mean we had that bomb cyclone back east in new york and buffalo that killed a bunch of people and stuff and yeah you know again this is this is another aspect to that slowing down and being situationally aware we talk about awareness and preparedness on the show almost every week but you know it's certain things like this that i i mean shit 
you have to become more aware nowadays with everything going on uh, and more prepared. You know, you look at the, all these train derailments and you look at the issue out in Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio right now that's going on, um, which is a whole nother shit show in and of itself in the aspect that we have a city in a state that is in a severe humanitarian uh, disaster situation that was essentially caused by our own government. (laughs) And they reach out to our federal government, to our president asking for assistance and get shot the fuck down. Not only, not only get shot the fuck down, but the asshole goes to another country which country is that? Yeah, sleepy. Ukraine. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Decides to go to Ukraine. What was yeah, it like? Two days uh, after the fucking the the incident, like he goes to Ukraine uh, to fucking a talk. Longer than that, but yeah, yeah, I think it was roughly a week after. But you know, and even fucking booty juice, intrusive. fucking uh, booty juice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> booty juice. <laughs> um. Even he was fucking, like, people were asking him, like, what are you going to do about this? You're the fucking, the, uh, what, what's his fucking title? Like, the transportation fucking, oh, he's, or director yeah, of transportation or some shit like that. Of secretary of, of the, so yeah, secre- secretary of the Department of Transportation, I think, some shit like that. Yeah, um, so, he's a shit like, realistic. yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, and then you've got, as, as Ross Patterson says, you've got, you know, Biden walking through the streets of, you know. Ukraine. Uh, Kiev on my chest. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all over their chest. <laughs> yeah, Kievan <laughs> all over their chest with uh, with Zelensky. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, we are no longer a priority to our own federal government, uh, which is a, a, a bag of them circles. Dicks, in my opinion, um, <laughs> like, did you now, have you have you listened to uh, yesterday's fake news, um, by the Drinking Bros? So, dude, I am literally probably twelve to fifteen episodes across the fucking board behind <laughs> on, on everything. All my podcast. Oh fuck! Okay. Yeah, because when I was working for FedEx, man, it was like <clears throat> I listened to it while I loaded my rig. I listened to it. I was driving for fucking eight to 10 to 12 hours a day. Like that's all I did was listen to podcasts or, you know, watch shows or documentaries or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I educated myself. Now it's much more difficult for me to be able to catch up because I get up and I get the kid ready and I go take him to school. And then depending on what time I work, you know, lately I've been, closing so i'll come back home and then because i i just i still just don't sleep very well at night i get maybe fuck anywhere between three and five hours tops of sleep a night so i'll come home and i'll jump back in bed and try and rack out for an hour or so get Mm -hmm. a little more sleep and then get up and and help the wife with stuff around the house and get a workout in downstairs in my home gym or or get myself prepped to leave for work early so I can hit the gym and train before work. And then I go to work. Yeah. So where I'm usually listening to music and stuff while I train now, I'm listening to podcasts, trying to catch up on those days. Mm -hmm. But once I get to work, it's, it's dude, I'm in it. You know what I mean? I walk through the door and clock in and it's go time. Um, And I'm running 
average anywhere between eight and 12 hour shifts a day uh, every fucking day. Bet those paychecks um, so are looking pretty nice, there. though, compared to fucking FedEx. <laughs> Let me tell you, bud. <laughs> Let me fucking tell you. Uh, <clears throat> I'm definitely paying the bills. I'm not too concerned about whether I'm paying the fucking bills or not right now. <laughs> I'm Fuck definitely yeah, dude. able to pay my bills, which has been... Uh, a total fucking relief fucking off your shoulders yes hell yeah dude yes, that's 100 percent. Um, that's what i'm talking about so yeah so it's all and and i mean things have been pretty wild leading up to our grand opening and we just had our grand opening this past weekend saturday uh, right which yeah so you want to talk about a wild experience dude dude you have to fucking okay you got to spill the tea bro you got to spill the fucking you got to spill the coffee I gotta like Let's do spill this. The, spill the black rifle. Black rifle. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's fucking dope. Um, so, I already finished mine. I, I, I finished mine. Okay, so ladies and gents. Ladies and gents. Um, so we're doing this one. Uh, this is a morning show for us. Um, and I'm on, I'm on Graveyard this week, so it's my evening. That's why I'm having a glass of, of whiskey. Cause it's my five o'clock somewhere. Right, let me, so, so here's what we're going to do Here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to start this off by saying this show is brought to you by two of the greatest things that you can possibly put in your mouth on the fucking planet. Number one, black rifle coffee. Uh, oh yes. If you guys are not drinking black rifle coffee. I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. You're missing um, out on life. It's a sad, yes. sad thing. You're missing out. You need to dump star schmucks and, um, <laughs> You need to go pick yourself up some Black Rifle Coffee. Go on the website. Take the little uh, roast test to mm. figure out what roast is best fit for you, right? And then go ahead and sign yourself up for the monthly coffee subscription. Better yet, sign yourself up for the ECS, the Ooh, exclusive yeah. coffee subscription. And you will have access to all of the, like, Secret squirrel roasts that come out and shit. Um, the exclusive I heard, roasts that are released. Is there a Medal of Honor roast that just released sometime soon ago? I think we've, I think we've had the Medal of Honor roast for a hot minute. It's on the website. You can get it. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I was going through my emails the other day, and I, it was like Medal of Honor roast is available now, and I was like, what? I haven't I haven't actually like looked yes. at it. I just keep seeing the email as I'm like deleting all the rest of my fucking shit spam emails. I'm like, oh shit, I keep forgetting to fucking check that one. Um but yeah. yeah. So Medal of Honor Roast is uh it's up there on the website, I know. Um mm. cool kind of some big cool news. Um mm. so they they shipped out for our grand opening to give away to the first I think I think we had two hundred bags of it. To give away to the first 200 people through the door. So the first the first 50 people. Well, first and foremost, let me, before we continue through this. Um, the other uh, fantastic uh, best thing you can put in your, in your mouth, in your gullet, uh, mm -hmm. would be Lead Slinger's Whiskey. Um, which was founded by all the boys over at Black Rifle, not best. Jerry mm -hmm. Taylor and all those good guys. Uh, it's the best whiskey in the lands. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take a little celebratory cheers. Uh, congratulations. Mm. Congratulatory shot to um, Your... the whole crew. 
my whole crew over at black mm-hmm. rifle all the all the the ladies and the gents that i work with as well as our two owners um and my general manager who uh i i can't really begin to put into words the type of woman that my gm is she's unbelievably phenomenal um she truly truly gives a shit about every one of the people on her team and what sh- what we are building and the positivity aspect of this crew um she will not tolerate a single ounce of negativity on this crew we we are tighter than tight and anybody that is not willing to uh be a part of that full-heartedly it's like why are you even here you know what i mean um, yeah. she truly is the backbone of everything that is black rifle coffee kalispell um so this will be a huge toast and cheers to her as well as uh andy and denver our owners um which i, th- I was talking to denver um last week just or the, the morning of grand opening you know and, and you know i i told him congratulations on everything and his response was you know bro it ain't me it's you guys you guys are the ones that are doing this and that have that have truly built this but my response to that was and still is without the hard work dedication and everything that him and andy and tanya put into this business over the last two years to get it to where we were at on saturday um I wouldn't have my dream become a reality of being able to work for Black Rifle and work for people of that nature. Um, so a huge congratulations to them, all all the hard work and everything coming to fruition and seeing it on grand opening day, man, was something fucking wild. Um, and something that I was truly and am truly blessed and, and appreciative of being able to be a part of. So huge cheers send out to them. Um, quick shot. Plinky. Cheers, guys. On everything that we've accomplished hell yeah so with that being said um yeah if you're not drinking black rifle i'm not the fuck you're doing in your life Um, (laughs) definitely not the right things um but yeah head on over to the uh so head over the website check everything out become a member of the ecs and all that good shit um how are we looking Audio-wise, are we still sounding good? Audio, we're, we're good. Having fucking heart attack. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, when sorry, this uh, when this little forty-minute segment cuts us off, like a fucking douchebag that Zoom is, um, I'm, I have half a mind to fucking upgrade us to fucking pro, dude. Like, I, I don't know what the fucking price tag on it is, but I'm like, I'm getting so pissed off at having to cut this off every forty minutes, because like. We say we're going to do a short episode every fucking week, but <laughs> we never do. It's not uh, possible, man. There's so much to talk about, and, and, and we've got so much stuff going on in the world. Um, yeah. Anyway, so grand opening, man. Um, <clears throat> we uh, So for those of you that don't know. Uh, well, Andy actually. Has his own podcast. Oh, let's. Since we're since we're coming in, coming into this first little segment, how about we do a quick little ad read so we can just knock that out quick right out the box? There we go. All right. Well, we cleared out Black Rifle and Blood Slingers whiskey. Of course. Um, I see you're looking a little bit on the tired side there, bud. Yeah. No offense. I know, and you're I just a dragged down. I just finished my Cardo Max, actually. 
Okay, uh, I was right just before. gonna say, yeah. have I had you it. taken your Cardomax? I have, so it's about to go. hit me like any fucking minute now because <laughs> I usually I make my Cardomax energy intensifier and immune booster combined in my twenty four ounce. Uh, what the fuck is this? A hydro flask thing that you get from Costco? Got a hydro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I make that in my 24 ounce and I I wait until right before I leave work, um, especially on graveyard. I'll usually make it at about mm-hmm. five or five, five thirty in the morning. That way I can start sipping on it before I leave work. So I have the, the energy mm-hmm. kick, that little initial kick as I hit the road and then it gets me home and then I finish and then I get another energy boost after I finish it to hit the gym, do fucking chores. I got to fucking clean this room out because we're putting in a second office uh, for my lady because she needs to work from home two days a week and she actually needs her own office space. So I'm going to have to fucking get this shit all dialed in in here. Um, So that being said, you got to go to cardomax.com and use the promo code BORNHARD. That way you can get 10% off of your order and... If you subscribe, you get an additional 5% off of your order to make that 15% and get that shit for cheap. It's the fucking best, tastiest little fucking tin pouch of of liquid energy goodness. And it's got 200 milligrams of caffeine, B3, B6, B12, BCAAs, all in a little pouch. Zero sugar, zero gluten, all that bullshit. If you don't want it, it's all great. And then the, the immune booster is just fucking all kinds of fucking great vitamins as well to keep your immune system immune system up um in these you know it's fucking cold outside it's you know like the tail end of flu season who you know what the fuck is that no one knows um but you know it keeps your immune immune system up and gives you the energy you need it tastes great it's fucking amazing you put it in anything i put it in water you can put it in fucking you can put it in your beer your whiskey whatever you want um and it tastes great just uh, go to cardomax.com, use promo code BORNHARD, get you that 10% off. And then subscribe to it because you're going to like it, you're going to love it, you're going to want some more of it. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> sorry, I was trying to switch internet. Uh, mm. Fucking internet. Uh, Names or whatever. Here. Yeah. I was trying my, well, I was trying my my five G hotspot to see if that was any better, and it's mm. fucking not. So we're just gonna roll with my Wi Fi and hope and pray that this isn't a shit show. <laughs> um, so well, we got five minutes left, and and uh, the uh, the uh, the audio is still pretty pretty decent right now. So let's run it. Sounds good. So. The other thing that we preach heavily here, Bernie mentioned it um, when he was talking about Cardamax, is fitness. Um, More and more today in our society and in our world, it's becoming ever increasingly more important to be fit and be healthy. Um, We've got so much shit additives in food and fast food and all this other shit on top of the fact that, you know, in the mindset of preparedness, when you start thinking towards the future, you start looking at these natural disasters, you start looking at the possible downfall of our infrastructure and crumbling of our infrastructure and things going out. You've got the egg shortage or you got this shortage or you got that shortage or whatever. 
you know, there very well could become a time in which it, it's going to be on you to provide food for your family, whether it be growing your own vegetables and herbs in your backyard, whether it be raising chickens, whether it be being out hunting uh, in the hills and hunting for your own food and your own protein sources and bringing them home and putting them on the table, right? Well, mm-hmm. if if you are out of shape and overweight, how are you going to be able to do that? Or with the increasing rate of crime across the country, regardless of where you live, robberies are up, assaults are up, rapes are up, all these things are going through the roof, right? So how are you going to be able to fight off uh, an assailant or an attacker if you're not in shape, right? So you need to get your ass in the gym. You need to get your ass in shape. You need to start training and getting uh, getting yourself prepared for those possible situations. I'm an ASM certified personal trainer. It's kind of what I do. It's kind of my passion. I got into bodybuilding about four years ago. Um, it's been a bit of a struggle with for me um, just because of some, old, some of my own personal health issues that I'm getting remedied right now. Um, but uh, I went through the schooling because... I want to be able to help people get in the best shape of their lives and become the most prepared that they possibly can. Um, so I started my own little side gig called Madman Fitness, um, basically virtual per- personal training. I can write all your programs, dial it in for you, for your lifestyle, for your financial situation. Man, seeing people go out and spend four or $500 a month on personal trainers that spend 35, 40 minutes with them in the gym and don't even focus on them. Uh, really pisses me off because it's not getting anywhere anybody anywhere except for the person that's making that money to do basically fucking dick so hit me up on instagram at magicman 330 slide into my dms or you can hit me up at the underscore tribe 21 at yahoo.com in the email and let's talk let's get you dialed in let's get your program set and right for you to put you on the best path possible to reach those fitness goals get in shape and be hard to fucking kill. Along with that comes your supplementation aspect of your of your programming. Um, Bernie was talking the gym, pre workouts. Um, I've been a brand ambassador for Blackstone Labs for about six years now. Um, by far the best supplement company I've ever used, um, and it's pretty much the only thing that I use in the gym. Um, we have got everything from your core stuff for day-to-day life, your turmeric, your multivitamins, your creatine, monohydrates, your um, fish oils and all that good shit, your vitamin C, uh, <clears throat> all the way up to legal pro-hormones um, to help get you big and jacked and crazy. Uh, so go check out the website. Use code MAGICMAN330 at checkout and save yourself 20% off your entire order. That is 20 fucking percent off your entire order. Um, It's a lot of money, guys, that you're going to be saving. Um, And if you have any questions on anything on the site, hit me up. Again, MAGICMAN330 on Instagram. Hit me up in my DMs. I can answer any question you have. I have gone through and used every single supplement that we have on the website, minus the female-only stuff, because I have a virgina and uh we also have got some pretty fire payroll so i can answer pretty much any questions you guys have um again magic man 330 on instagram or the underscore tribe 21 at yahoo.com and of course everything 
Everything will be in the description as usual. You know, I always post that shit up in yes. there. So we will all we will always have the description with every ad and you know thing that we mention. Um <clears throat> just so that you're all up to date and you can just go click on it when you need it. Or, you know, Absolutely. just copy and paste if you want. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, nope, didn't fix the video. Video still should yeah. show. <laughs> That's all right. It's all, it's all good. Um, man, I was just looking out. So we've had some, except for the couple days before grand opening when it was in the negatives, mm-hmm. we have had some pretty. Um, let's see, I'm gonna do this to where I just see you, so I don't see myself bouncing all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and my ADHD is not going to have a hard time. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it was in the negatives for the first couple of days before our grand opening, which was kind of wild. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I, yeah, I remember you telling me about that uh, with uh, the Mike's um, Mike Lover's fucking seminar that he was doing. How you guys were like, it's going to be fucking below freezing and he's going to be doing this. There's going to be like 200 people here. How the fuck are we going to do this? It's going to be freezing. And you're yeah. like, well, fuck it. Have every fucking fireplace on burn on high on fucking everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like have yeah, the fire so rolling. <laughs> so we had three. So at that time we hadn't gotten our other three wood burning fire pits yet, which mm-hmm. for those of you that are listening, if you're out in Kalispell or you're coming out to Kalispell, whatever, come check us out. Come fucking see me. Um, at work um i'm there pretty much all the time um i mean i'm i think i'm getting more settled into like a 5 day a week schedule um nice. which is cool i'm still always open to pick up shifts on those two days off mondays tuesdays right now but um you know we've got our outdoor patio which isn't even finished yet right like there's <laughs> still still phase 2 phase 3 of this build which is fucking wild right it's fucking crazy um, Because it already looks fucking amazing, just the pictures that I've seen. Right? Like, it's so (laughs) sick. But uh, so we now have six custom-built Black Rifle wood-burning fire pits. Which look fucking dope. Dude, they look fucking badass. Bro, they're massive. Like, we can get ragers in those things. Like, just have them rip it. And then on top of that, we've got four custom built wood pellet burning heaters that were custom built by timber stoves um which man if you guys have not checked out their shit go check them out on instagram timber stoves uh dude their stuff is fucking amazing 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 uh work and everything that they do fabrication and stuff on on these pellet burning heaters um but when when mike came out and did his pillars of preparedness seminar um, we only had the three fire pits, uh, man, we, so we had all three of those ripping, like, butt crack of dawn, um, all the pellet heaters going full blast. And we had close to, we had, I think a little over 300 people on that back patio for my seminar. Fuck, it was dope. probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen in regards to the show up of a community of people 
to learn about and be educated on being more prepared and more resilient. Uh, man, it was it was such a cool fucking thing to see. Um, now we have six wood burning fire pits, which we had ripping for the grand opening. Oh, um, yeah. And it ended up not being as cold for Mike's seminar. It was, I think it was in the 30s. Um, so it wasn't too bad mm-hmm. at all. But the couple of days, I think like the two to three days leading up to our game, dude, it was fucking cold. Like our yeah. overnight lows were like negative 11 ambient. Mm-hmm. Like it was fucking cold, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh boy, man, I hope it's not this cold for the grand opening. And sure as shit, man, it warmed up. And I think it was like a high of like 29 or 30 for the grand opening day. So it was like, dude, it was fucking uh. perfect, right? We had two people camped out one person got there at 7 p.m. the night before and another mm-hmm. person had got there another one or two people got there at like 10 p.m. the night before and basically camped out all night that's um, fucking dope <laughs> we are do we did yeah so the first 50 people through the door got a 20 ounce black rifle coffee yeti nice a bag of, and this was what I was getting to earlier, uh, a bag of cleared hot roast nice. black rifle coffee. Yes, yes. Uh, Andy got has his own cleared hot roast, which is fucking sick, dude. That's awesome. Um, got a bag of that, and then uh, free drip coffee for a year. Holy for the first shit! Fifty people through the door. How that's cool fucking that? dope dude that's how, fuck, like how fucking cool is that and is it okay so is it is it one drip per day or is it unlimited drips for one year <laughs> aha uh, i got you there uh, why because you, why you i mean uh, i'm just saying i'm just because i would take full advantage of that shit i'd be in there for like nine hours one day on like my day off just doing just, all just, kinds of random just shit just coffee. just drinking coffee dude i used to do that shit at schmarschmucks um with my buddy mikey back fucking before well actually before i deployed me and him would literally go there sit on the patio fucking smoke a pack of cigarettes have like four fucking iced coffees and be there for like four, five, six hours sometimes and play fucking video fucking AOL poker for fucking hours, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we do have, and it's super crazy because the way that the, the lobby area of Black Rifle is set up, it, I mm. mean, for one, it's fucking huge, right? It's yeah. massive. We have two small living room areas on either side of our four sided fireplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just a metric shift in the seating. So we we legitimately have people that will come in there for five, six, seven hours yeah. and sit there and work from Black Rifle. Like I've had people tell me like, hey, this is my new office in a sense. I um, saw that picture on uh, on Instagram that said it was the, the picture of the laptop. It said my second office. It was like, yes. <laughs> it was like they were yeah. like connecting to the Wi-Fi or something. And it said like my, my second yeah. office. I was like, dude, that's fucking dope. Like, I would totally do that if, bro. Yeah, because we if, have free Wi-Fi, right? Oh yeah, um, like that's fucking sweet. Yeah, 
Yeah, and our Wi-Fi is really as fast as you could possibly have, especially with that many people utilizing it at one time. So we had for grand opening, so that's what the first 50 people through the door got. They also sent out total, it was 200 bags of the cleared hot roast. Um, Okay. Which when you get a chance to see the bag, dude, it's fucking dope. It's so sick. It's such a sick bag. It's probably one of my favorite designs for one of our, our I'm gonna bag look copies. it up now. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna look that so shit up now because I want some. It's, it's, it's actually not. not on the website. Yet. Motherfuckers. This was like leave it on a, the app. This was like a first drop. Bastards. Uh, type deal. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they sent out 200 bags. So after those first 50 people got through and got their their Yetis and their coffee for a year and all that shit. Um, the rest of the people that came through the first 200 all got a bag of clear hot, um, nice. which was super fucking cool. Cause that's a very limited deal right now. Um, those are the first mm-hmm. 200 bags that were ever released and put into the hands of customers um, nice. and patrons, which was super fucking cool. Did and employees get a bag? Did team members get a bag? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Damn it. It's all good, man. We're going to be care. We're going to be carrying it in the shop, so I'll eventually pick up a bag, no problem. Mm -hmm. Um, What I think I'm going to do, though, because I have become a little bit of a coffee snob uh, (laughs) since working there. And ever since I learned how to do pour-overs, initially the not 100% correct way until Sunday when I was given my master pour-over class by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Evan Hafer. I'm still Uh, super jealous on like. So I was trying to figure out a way. Dick. (laughs) dude so yeah so we're gonna go a little bit through that because i i I have to brag a little bit i have to to, to gotta be a little bit braggadocious i know it (laughs) i know i gotta be that douchebag um but uh so that came through um man we had i think just over or just shy of 200 people on that back patio by 4 30 in the morning five o'clock Um, it took us an hour to get everybody through the door and into God the damn. shop. <laughs> Bro, wild. It, it was dumb. one of the craziest things I've experienced. Um, and then after that, people continued to trickle in. We did giveaways every half hour, um, starting at 06 all the way up until 1 p.m. Um, and man, Vortex showed up and showed out and donated a metric shit ton of cool stuff to give away um montana knife company donated a bunch of t-shirts and sweatshirts that we were just handing handing out excuse me um and then super fucking crazy so my neighbors uh my buddy mark his wife christy and their son caleb showed up right around i want to say it was like 9 45 ish uh which we did our ribbon cutting at 10 so they showed up and i was like hey get over into the corner get your raffle tickets and get them in the bucket right Hmm. so mark ran over and and dumped the three raffle tickets in the bucket uh and then came back over and we did the ribbon cutting ceremony and uh pictures and everything and then right after they did the montana knife company giveaway which was fucking wild so it was like uh uh mkc uh sweatshirt hat t-shirt something else and then a knife from montana knife company um dude Dude, those knives right i want one so bad but they're so expensive and i'm like (laughs) and they fucking sell out like fucking that dude 
I yeah. I'm on so, their mailing list, and they released what was it? The fucking they released a knife like last month, right? Well, they announced the release date literally within an hour of the time that they were going to release it. They were sold out. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I didn't even realize I had the email you until the next day, but it was like, oh yeah, dude, I yeah. I want one. I'm going to get wild. one someday. <laughs> yeah. So. So mind you, so like I said, so the three of them showed up at like nine forty-five, ribbon cutting at ten. Mm-hmm. Did the drawing immediately after the ribbon cutting, and sure as shit, dude, fucking Christy wins the Montana knife. <laughs> nice, <laughs> bro. This woman's luck. I don't know what the fuck it is, but like, bro, I bow hunted all season, right? And main, mainly, I was focusing on elk all archery season, but. I mean, it was one of those things where, like, if I saw a good, like, a really big doe, or even a small buck, even like a spike, dude, I was, I was like, I'm, I'm a fucking drop it. And it yeah. was, bro, it was a bitch, right? Like, I got, I got skunked all fucking archery season, not for lack of trying, because I was out every single fucking weekend hunting. Um, mm-hmm. and then all rifle season, dude. Like, I mean, I got fucked. So, but Christy here goes out. And uh, her first day out hunting of the season was opening day of rifle season. Okay. So like me, Mark and Caleb were out and we were hunting all archery season. Uh, Mark filled his tag um, during archery season. Uh, Or no, Caleb filled his deer tag during archery season. And then uh mark did a couple shots on a couple bucks but they were more they're they're really 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 tough shots um and uh he either missed or or nicked uh nicked the, the couple bucks that he took shots at um during archery season and so christy doesn't bow hunt um but she goes out with mark right opening day of fucking rifle season they're cruising around and she puts down this beautiful fucking mule deer buck at noon. Fuck. Opening day. <laughs> Damn. What, what the fuck, dude? So <clears throat> we go out the next day, me, Mark, and Caleb go out the next day. And it's like trying to find a buck is like pulling fucking teeth, dude. And it, <laughs> it kind of went that way for almost the rest of the season. Like I probably saw like 300 doe through the rest of the rival season and like maybe three bucks like it was horseshit wow. dude um so so that's a little testament to christy's uh luck or her place in this universe i don't know what it is man like they <laughs> went to uh they went to the rocky mountain elk foundation um dinner event type deal and fucking put money in and won uh to this this table raffle where it's basically it's super cool how they do it. So there's an envelope on the table, right? And the prize was a really badass 22 old school style, like old Western style revolver. Okay. Beautiful fucking beautiful little revolver. Mm-hmm. And so at the table, there's an envelope and you can put 20 bucks in the envelope, right? Mm-hmm. And you, and your ticket and whoever, if a ticket from that table gets called, okay, it's a table ticket. Mm-hmm. If that table's ticket gets called 
everybody at that table that put money into that envelope wins a revolver. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you put in 20 and say, I put in 20 and Mark puts in 20 and Christy puts in 20 mm-hmm. and then they call our tables fucking ticket. All four of us win our fucking revolver. So they go, that's fucking fuck dope. It. They win, they, they win the fucking revolver, right? Like, <laughs> motherfuckers. Fuck down opening day. <laughs> fucking, they win the revolver and then they show up at our grand opening and literally 25 <laughs> minutes after the fucking showing up at the grand opening, they win the Montana knife package. Like, oh, I need to start hanging out with this dude. chick. Like, I <laughs> uh, do. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know what the bullshit is? So the last day of rifle season, we go out hunting. Mm. And uh, Chrissy's like, it's okay, Zach. I'll go with you, and we'll get you your buck. Like, I'll go out <laughs> so you can have. We'll have my luck, and you can. I think I'm just bad luck because. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> not we didn't, see a, we didn't see a single buck all day. <laughs> At least not like four. Damn it! No, but we didn't see a single buck all day. I was like, oh. this is unfortunate. <laughs> uh, so it was super cool to see them win that, and then, like I said, Vortex. Um, they. They donated a shit ton of sweatshirts and t-shirts that we just handed out and gave out a hundred Vortex hats, which all got given out. Um, Little man got one. Amy got one. Um, Nice. And then uh, they donated, I want to say three or four red dots Mm. and like three or four rifle scopes. Like nice. And and I think two, one or two range finders. Oh shit. Boy. Yeah, man. Like we had some really, 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 really cool fucking swag. We had some axes from Stumptown Axes, which is a locally owned and operated company out here. Um, nice. Man, you want to Stumptown or Stump? No, not Stump. <laughs> Stumptown. I'm gonna say, uh, is he is he double dipping? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Uh, so Stumptown Axes donated some beautiful, beautiful axes um, to the giveaway. Um, man, we just we had so many cool, cool fucking things. Um, and again, the, the outpouring of support from the community at this deal blew my mind. Um, and then enter. So, so that in and of itself to be a part of that, to be a part of this monumental achievement for Andy and Denver and Tanya, who've worked exponentially hard and their families, right. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's all encompassing as well. The wives, the kids, husbands, all that is it's all encompassing, man. They they all put their heart and souls into this business, and to see it come to fruition and be as successful as we have been thus far is, uh, it, it, I, I'm truly blessed to be a part of it. Um, but then, the people, right? Like, what Denzel Washington or Keanu Reeves or or, uh, you know, I don't, I don't play or I don't watch fucking mainstream sports, but you know, these <clears throat> mainstream sports stars are to people across the country as far as like heroes, right? Mm-hmm. People that they look up to, um, what, what those people are to a vast majority of society is what people like Evan Hafer and Matt Best and Tim Kennedy and <laughs> Logan Stark and all these other guys are to me, right? To see what what they've done in their careers and their lives and what they're continuously doing. So early on in the week, uh, Evan was out with us pretty much all week um, leading up to the grand opening. And dude, it, it was such a wild thing for me to be like, 
hey, Mr. Haper. Like, oh, uh, it's holy shit, absolute... I, know, I know who you are. Yeah, like... yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> honor. Oh my God. Yeah, and then <laughs> I look over, and I'm like, oh, bitch. Oh, bitch, that's, that's Tim Kennedy. <laughs> holy fuck, Tim Kennedy. So you're like, and man, I, dude, that guy, uh, one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. He's unbelievably down to earth. And literally ran around all day and not only interacted with everybody, but like fucked around. <laughs> like, 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 dude, he snuck up behind one of my buddies and coworkers and like, like pretended to choke him out and took him all the way to the ground. <laughs> like snuck him behind him and just fucking like, yeah, and then like took him all the way to the ground. Like he was just having a blast. dude. He was having a fucking blast. And then he got behind the bar and made one of my buddies a drink. Um, and it was, it was super funny because he's like, what do you want? But he's like, I don't know. Surprise me. He's like, okay. So he's making something. He's like, what kind of latte art do you want? on?" And my buddy's <laughs> like, uh, and he's like, took too long. You get a penis. <laughs> like, it, was like, it was so fucking funny, dude. He was just like making jokes and interacting with everybody and just, you know, fucking around with the team and just unbelievably down to earth for a guy of his, you know, status um you know and then matt best i talked to matt for a few minutes um and we were kind of bullshitting and he's like so like black rifle like how long you've been a fan of black rifle i'm like i legitimately said i was like so episode one pegging explained <laughs> and he just starts laughing dude he's like oh fuck you're an og <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, I've been like a huge fan of your guys for pretty much fucking ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we kind of talked for a little bit. And then I, I got to super geek out because um, being into bodybuilding and into the fitness realm and world, the day before the grand opening, we got a bunch of the guys from Flag North Fail came down. And we oh, got okay, a bunch cool. of Forever Collection flannels. Mm-hmm. And we actually have a retail spot in our section for Flag North Fail stuff. Nice. Um, which I didn't know this little tidbit to that, but so grand opening day, I'm walking around the retail section and I'm like, holy fuck. That's Dana, like Dana Lynn Bailey, fucking founder with her husband, Rob Bailey of Flagner Fail, like mm-hmm. ex IFBB pro, Miss Media, <laughs> like the whole deal, dude, like. She's somebody that I have looked up to for a very long time in the bodybuilding community. And like, she's like fucking right there. And <laughs> yeah. uh, so her and I actually started, started talking and we were talking, we talked for probably about 15 minutes and man, what a, what a cool chick, like super down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I didn't know this, but we are their official first retail location for flag or fail. No okay. shit. That's fucking they cool. They have never had their stuff <clears throat> in a store. We have the very dope, first location, yeah. retail side, um, which was super fucking cool. And and again, this is this is what it's all about. When I say community, man, I really mean community. Like they are a locally owned and operated 
business and company. So like I've seen a lot of people online in reviews and in some of these flathead 401 groups and stuff on Facebook that are like, oh, don't get a black rifle, support local businesses. It's like, okay, yeah, well, fucked hard. It's locally owned and operated. It's veteran owned and operated. <laughs> and we're bringing in people from the community into our store, i.e. flag nor fail. Or we mm -hmm. have three food truck bays at the back of our patio so that local food trucks in the valley can come and pull up and plug in and do business. Yeah. Like we are the Flathead Valley. We are community. So like all these people are like, oh no. Because that's the other thing that they don't understand is that they look at Black Rifle and they think Black Rifle as a corporation. Mm-hmm. What well, because they they, they're thinking they're like their their small mindedness their small mindedness is thinking, oh, okay, well, Black Rifle they went public, so they sold out. They're fucking. They're just the next Starbucks. Blah blah blah. blah. Right. No, that's that's not the vision that Evan and JT and Matt that that's not the vision that they had in mind when they went public. They went public so that they could grow and grow the oh, community exactly. even larger than what it was as an online base and with a few brick and mortars. They like b before they even went public, they were already talking about opening up like they said something like over a hundred stores, black and uh, brick and mortars, like mm -hmm. across the country. Just right even before they went public, they were like, Yeah, we're already looking into fucking brick and mortars like across the country, at least a hundred, like in the next year or two. And like with with the Cowspell location, like you guys being one of the, if not the only first franchise store that the is owned. owned and operated by Andy and Denver solely, like with the with the BRCC name, like that's even more so. Like I'm I'm almost like I'm gonna have. Now, now that I'm thinking of it, like, hey, <laughs> bro, I want now to open up my gym with a connecting BRCC as there you a franchise. Go. Yeah, there you go. Because and, and I don't know, so I don't know how far they're going to take the franchise deal. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know. I'm sure I'm 100% positive that that is in the conversations and talks now um, <clears throat> with with this this location. We are the first and only franchise Black Rifle location, uh, uh, as of my, my knowledge. Um, so it's almost kind of like a little test deal, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and man, we've been killing it. Right, like we've been doing some wild shit. Um, Just from so, what I've been seeing you posting lately, like since since your soft opening, what was that? Two weeks ago, the, the soft opening, <clears throat> or a week ago? Soft opening was February first. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So yeah, so about three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> fucking since you since you posted like. The soft opening, like you guys have been just fucking cranking it out, like day in, day out. Yeah, like by and obviously, day, like lines out the door. <laughs> yeah, all day. It, it was pretty fucking wild. Um, you know, and we've got the biggest retail section of any black rival coffee location in the country. Um, the biggest and most amount of seating, the biggest patio, like everything that we're doing is, in a sense, like the first of its kind. Mm -hmm. um, we are a non-drive-through location. Mm -hmm. I think almost every or every other Black Rifle location in the country, brick and mortar-wise, 
is a drive-through. We are not. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the biggest part of that is one wanted the extra space. Uh, and, and I can't say this for sure, right? This is just my speculation. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not one of the owners. I was part of the design team, so I don't know the whole reasoning behind that. But my speculation would be uh, space, number one, right? Because we literally own a full like quarter city block of land mm -hmm. for this location. Um, the other thing is, is we really wanted that community aspect. It's, that's a huge deal to us in, in, in this, um, in this location. And so we wanted people to come in to the shop. We wanted to get to know our customers on a personal level. We wanted people to come in and spend multiple hours doing work there or homework or engaging with their friends or engaging with family or engaging with us. Like, I can't tell you how many people I have met and gotten the chance to interact with from the community that, that it, it's just been super fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like I, I've, I've had people come in, you know, almost every day and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? And I know them by their first name at this point, I'm shaking their hand and, and talking to them, catching up with them. Um, one of the guys that I met, he is actually going to be, uh, for the second time on American Ninja Warrior. Uh, oh, no shit. And he's out of the Flathead Valley. And yeah, and so him and I have been connecting and stuff like that. And we see each other almost every day. So I get to kind of follow along with his story on this journey through American Ninja Warrior again and, and all that type of stuff. It's just, it's super cool, man. The, the community aspect and people coming together and stuff at this location has been has been super special. Um, but yeah, man, the, the grand opening was wild and, and getting to meet some of my heroes and people that I look up to was uh, like a once in a lifetime experience um, that I'm truly grateful for. So uh, grand opening went off without a hitch, um, man, it was super wild. Um, I worked from four 15 in the morning to four 30 in the afternoon um, that day, pulled a 12 um, and nice. I was a little tired by the end of it, but man, when I was in it, I was just, it, it was go, it was so much fun. I didn't even really notice the time passing by. It was super crazy. Um, so now we're moving on to the day-to-day -day operations and continuing to grow this location and grow the business and grow the image. And um, stay tuned, guys, because there is uh, there's going to be some super fun, crazy things coming up in the works. Um, you're <laughs> definitely going to see a lot more vrcc content on the magic man 330 instagram page uh me and a couple of the guys that i work with have talked about uh doing some social media content if you will for, mm -hmm. for black rifle for the location kind of on our own uh maybe doing some content creating if i if i can say this um mm -hmm. so we got some super fun things in mind um just to kind of get the word out there and and, and spread the uh, the brand and, and the image and the location here in Kalispell. Um, I'm super excited for spring and summer. Spring and summer is going to be a very wild experience there um, with all the things that, that we've got planned. I know Mike Glover's coming back out at the beginning of May um, to do another prepared pillars of preparedness seminar as well as packing on proper tourniquet application class um for everybody uh we do sell fieldcraft survival stuff in the store uh, we sell his uh i don't know how well is my is my camera working yet 
It is. Oh shit, I'm back. Yeah, you're actually back. Right. <clears throat> okay, cool. I, I'm a huge fan of this. Uh, so this right here, uh, you guys can't see it. Bernie, you haven't seen it yet, so I'll show it to you. Uh, oh, is that the EDC fanny pack? This is my Fieldcraft EDC fanny pack. Dude, I have that. I just got that fucking that uh, PVC patch. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. professional one. Yeah, uh -huh. so I got it in two colors. I got it in the green and I got it in the red, white, and blue. <laughs> oh, sick! So this is Mike's uh, EDC fanny. Um, nice. I've got a couple different fanny packs or crossbody packs that I cycle through, uh, but this one by far is my favorite. Um, we just sold out of these in the store, but I'm sure we're going to be getting more of them. Mm -hmm. Man, this thing is this thing is super awesome. Like everything I can carry in this for everyday carry stuff comfortably without it being like packed and it's organized. Game changer, dude. Absolute fucking game changer. Uh, so we've got a lot of his stuff. We've got these, what we did. We'll, we'll be getting more. We've got his EDC duffel bag. We've got his big ass duffel bag. We've got an EDC backpack in. We've got the mobility trauma kits, um, the bleeding nice. control kits. We've got. Um, the little medic uh, or medical visor attachments <laughs> for the visors in your car. Oh, nice. Um, we've got the little mini medical ankle holsters, nice. uh, soft tourniquets. We've got the tourniquet <coughs> holsters, belt clip deal um, that have they can run with either Molly or on your belt. Um, hats, t shirts. Uh, fuck, dude, we got all the cool shit. Um, mm -hmm. We've got a bunch of Montana Knife Company stuff, a fuck ton of Black Rifle swag. Mm -hmm. um, we've got, which I'm now, again, I know I alluded to it earlier, I've kind of become a coffee snob. Um, <laughs> and after learning how to properly do pour overs, I can tell you firsthand, there's no better cup of coffee <laughs> than a pour over cup of coffee. And then kind of learning the science behind it a little bit from Evan during our, our class and how to properly do a pour over. I will now be getting my Chemex pour over set. I'm going to get my kettle. I'm going to get my Chemex. I'm going to get my filters. I'm going to get my scale. I'm going to get a hand grinder so I can hand grind my coffee in the morning mm -hmm. um, when I do pour overs. Um, and yeah, dude, I'm, I, it's like changed, changed the game. Change the coffee game for like, dude. I'm so fucking jealous. Like you have so no cool. fucking idea, dude. Like <laughs> I'm super jealous, dude. Like I'm like super jelly. Um, but I mean, like, dude, that's so fucking awesome. Like all the fucking things that that you've been uh introduced to now that have been stuff that you've already you've already known. Like, you know, it's, it's already been there. It's just now you've actually been firsthand. You, you're getting firsthand experience and firsthand knowledge and firsthand wisdom on all this stuff that you can hone all of this greatness. And like, dude, it's, it's so great. Like hearing the fucking, the, the joy in your voice. Like anytime we talk about anything work related, because it, <laughs> what the last 10 years fucking that we've known each other, like all it's been is fuck. I got to go to work. Fuck. I got to fucking pay the bills. I can't even, I don't even know if I can fucking pay the bills right now. I don't even fucking know this. I don't even know that it's like, everything has been so, I don't know this. I don't know that. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know what, like, and Literally in the last month and a half, fucking, it's been complete 180, fucking flip, yeah. like, 
the <clears throat> the mentality, the stability, the camaraderie, the fucking your joy, your fucking your love of work, your love of fucking like like your your uh uh what is it called your fucking your um damn it i can't i can't think of the words now like uh a, like i, I would your, say almost like a passion for life yeah like the the right. um god damn it i can't i i use this term all the fucking time um when it comes to like quality over quantity like yeah i'll fucking i'll pay the extra 30 cents for the craft mac and cheese versus the fucking equate brand like yeah. because it tastes yeah, yeah. better and it's only 30 cents like 30 cents more like kind of deal like your quality of living there we go your quality of living has yes. gone up so drastically over the last fucking month and a half right. over the last 10 years that i've known you 10 plus years that i've known you like and and it's so cool to hear you <clears throat> say that to you and it means so much to me on a personal <clears throat> level because I mean, we're brothers, right? And, and you know, we're family. And, and to see, for you to be able to see the struggles that I've gone through over the last 10 years and the heartache and the depression and all these things, and then to be able to not only witness but acknowledge the shift in my mentality and emotional mm -hmm. state, it's cool, man, because I, I do, I know I talk about slowing down a lot, but I do get wrapped up in the day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. And I notice it to a certain extent, but you know, even my wife, man, like she even ha she had a conversation with my GM and she's like, I can't tell you how appreciative, like she, she told my GM, she's like, I can't tell you how appreciative I am of you because of the change that I've seen in him mm -hmm. at home in the personal life. And I think if we truly in, in this life, if we can truly find things and engage in things and go after things that we are truly passionate about. And we can find that love for something, and it's going to make such a drastic difference on the on the positive end of the spectrum for our day to day lives, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm balling out, right? Like I don't have all the money in the world, but I can pay my bills right now. Mm -hmm. um, I've got an eight thousand dollar truck bill repair that's coming up in the next <laughs> again. Month. Jesus Christ. Like, I, I know, <laughs> I know. It's a, the, the lady hates the truck and loves the truck at the same time. She's, she's beautiful yeah. and she's awesome, but fuck that money. That's uh, that's just like the one that's fucking sitting out front right now. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, dude. And like <laughs> but... these people, like, you know what I mean? <clears throat> it's my pride and joy. But, hmm. uh, you know, I'm able to put some money away at this point to... Uh, be able to handle that situation when it comes up in the next couple of months a little bit better yeah. right like i don't have to be back in the situation that was that i was in a few months ago a couple months ago like very recently where i'm mm -hmm. i posted the truck for sale because i was like i can't afford this like I, yeah. i've got to sell the truck i've got to get rid of it and that that broke my heart and it and it it forced me into a very deep portion of depression because i love that thing and that's been my dream mm -hmm. vehicle for a very long time and I finally had it and the thought of having to get rid of something that I've put a lot of money and time and effort and, and my heart into um, was heartbreaking and now we're at a point where I don't necessarily have to do that um, I'll have some money put away to be able to make payments on a personal loan so I could pay for that shit up front um, and things of that nature but but we've got big plans for 
the house come spring and summer and we're going to be able to do this um so yeah man it it's again i'm i'm beyond grateful and appreciative of the opportunity that i was given um and the shot i was given at this to prove my worth and my work ethic and to to basically prove that i i belong there and i deserve that position and the opportunity to work for these amazing people and this amazing team that we've built and to be a part of everything that we're building here in the valley mm-hmm. and everything we're doing for the community um yeah so yeah man it, it it's been such a cool ride thus far and it's only going to get fucking better it's only going to get better um as we go forward and all the things we have planned moving on from that um what i feel like we have just fucking talked about only me this whole time um well dude it's like that's the most exciting part bro it's like super fucking exciting dude like it's super cool and and it's it's cool to not necessarily brag about but to express the good things in life right like we talked a while back on a few episodes back how we wanted to kind of change the dynamic of this show to be a little bit more positive i mean we're still going to carry or cover cover we're still (laughs) going to cover um the shit show that is going on in the world and in our society with our government Mm. and with all these other things right um but because it's 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 important Right, but I don't want to beat dead horses every episode in a sense with a big ass fucking baseball bat. Um, <laughs> you know, so we we wanted to kind of change the dynamic of the show and be a little bit more positive, talk about the good things in life and the successes and the forward moving progress and all that type of stuff. So um yeah, man, so that's kind of a little bit about this last couple of weeks as to where we've been at and where we are moving forward. Um you know, one thing I can say to everybody is, like you say all the time, it's quality over quantity, right? Surround yourself mm-hmm. with good fucking people. Surround yourself with individuals that are not only going to be supportive in what you are doing and lift you up and help be a, a, an aspect of your success in your life, but also those that are not going to just bring toxicity and negativity around you all the time and try to drag you down with their bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck those people. Surround yourself with positivity. Surround yourself with um, people who are motivated to succeed themselves as well as assist in your success in in your endeavors and whatever the fuck you have going on in life. Um, Because that's what's truly, truly important, right? That's how we're all going to be more successful. That's how we're all going to live happier lives Um, is if we can filter out that negativity and toxicity and replace it with positivity. Um, With that being said, What's going on with you? I know we had talked <laughs> last episode of the episode before about that big job deal. Yeah, Damn. well, you and I, you and I had talked about it offline. Uh, we we haven't really mentioned it on on the podcast yet, but oh, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> did I just dime you out? My bad. <laughs> I've been waiting, dude. I, I've been I've been trying to put it as much into the universe as I can because it's such a big fucking jump for me. Um. So you got your app in though, right? You got I got the app. I got the application in. I got the resume in, and I got hit up by HR last 
week on Thursday, I think it was, yeah, Thursday, <clears throat> um, trying to figure out scheduling issues for myself and the GM and the directors um, for setting up an interview for this week sometime. And they were like, what's your nice. schedule? What's your schedule next week? And I was like, I'm on Graveyard, so I'm available any day after 7 a.m. except for Monday. Um, because I was off, I was off yesterday. So, but, um, right. <clears throat> I was like, I'm, You're I'm available. You know it. Um, <laughs> yeah. which fuck do that. If, if you're a Harry Potter nerd, go get that shit. Cause it's fucking dope. Um, I have to get it. <laughs> you do. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, the, they, they hit me up yesterday or yesterday, Thursday, um, asking about my schedule, you know, like, Hey, what's your schedule next week? Cause we want to set up this interview. And we got to work in the schedules of, you know, the the directors and the GM and all that shit for the interview. So I just told him, I was like, I'm, I'm available any day after 7 a.m. You know, like I personally, I know, and I've already told, I've already told my lead um, that, to, hey, when I get this fucking interview, like I'm taking the day off, like before. Um, that yeah. way I can prep. I know be, like, we'll, prepared. we'll most likely be on graveyard. So I'm not going to be coming off of an eight hour, potentially an eight hour shift to, t- to eight to, you know, maybe fucking get pulled into a 12 hour shift and have to like come in in my dirty ass, greasy ass uniform. Like, no, I'm coming into my suit. Like <laughs> this isn't, this isn't a fucking mill position. This is, this is a, I'm, I'm applying for a fucking higher up position like i'm i'm jumping from i'm going green to gold right now like this is this is a brass position right now like and so my boss my my immediate um my leader was like dude you know whenever you get the fucking the word about your uh your interview let me know and fucking i'll, I'll automatically fucking you know approve your day off like that day that night before i'll give you that day off i was like all right cool so <clears throat> Yeah, I'm I'm just waiting on them because uh they had to schedule all that with the, you know, I guess it's going to be a, a panel interview kind of deal. Which man, like I'm nervous because this is like this is <laughs> the the most I can equate it to is like if a private is interviewing for a first sergeant position, like <laughs> just right off the bat, fresh <laughs> like fresh out of basic private, like f- fuzzy E one fuzzy, like going for a fucking first sergeant position. That's essentially what I'm doing, kind of deal. But um, it's it's great because of all of the leadership positions that I've been in in my past. And the way that I know this company wants to go, they want to go with the younger. They they want to go with a younger mindset. They want to go with a fresh mindset. They it's like the GM, the person that I would be directly under, which is like two to three steps below the owner of the company. Um, that dude is he's in his probably early forties to mid forties. And he's like, he's making a, he's, he's basically making his runs for like a vice, vice president to presidential like position of the company. Like Mm -hmm. he's, he's not going to be an old owner or old old CEO of the company. He's going to be that young CEO of the company one day. So it's like, right. It's, 
I don't know if you, it, well, it, when you, when you were going through your enlistment process, did you do RSP before basics? Yes. Um, yes. So I enlisted in April of 2010 and I did not ship out <coughs> OSUT until September. Okay. So, so I had May, June, July, August. So I had like four ish months of, of RSP. Mm -hmm. Okay. So did you ever have a first sergeant of, of RSP that mm -hmm. asked you the question, like randomly, like sits you down in a school circle and then fucking goes like, um, so who's going to take over for first sergeant when I'm gone? And just leave it as an open-ended question, yes. and waited waited so, for yeah. someone to raise, waited for them to raise like like the random fucking person me, and then like that's the right answer. Yeah. That's who I want taking over for me. Like I don't care if you're an E one and E four and E seven. Like I want that person with that drive to be that person to take over for me when I'm gone. That's kind yes. of the mentality that I feel like this company is it like with now our parent company because they bought us out and all that, which Nucor I feel like Nucor is that they have that style of ownership and like their business ethics. Like they want that. Who's going to take over for the CEO when the CEO retires and then, you know, yes. the fucking random mill, you know, the mill, right going, I am like, I want to kind of deal. <clears throat> Well, That's yeah, kind of the mentality that people, I have. Yeah. So you want people in, in whatever it is that you're doing, right? Whether it be the military, whether it be Walmart, whether it be Walgreens, whether it be a taco fucking bell, right? You want employees yeah. on your staff that want your job. Yeah. Because when they are that passionate and they have that <clears throat> goal in their mind already set that that's where they want to end up nine times out of 10, the work ethic of that individual is going to be at such a high level that they are going to be overwhelmingly productive for your company. Not only that, but they are going to be such a positive voice for the company because all they want is good things and they want to see the company grow most of the time. Now we have certain people in society that are going to be shitbags that are going to, you know, uh, they have play the facade, like selfish, <clears throat> uh, image as to what they want and, and if they were to get there where things would go. But I think the vast majority of people with that type of a mindset, they want to be in that position because they want to see the company become more successful, right? Mm -hmm. Like for yeah. me, I could sit here and say, I want to be the GM of Black Rifle Coffee Kalispell. Mm -hmm. My drive and desire for that position would it be for my own personal gain fully, right? Obviously there's, it's, it's always nice to make more money. It's always nice to be more secure. And it's always nice to be in that position. Yes. Mm -hmm. But because I would want to do everything I could to get to that position. And then once in that position to make the lives and work environment of my employees better mm -hmm. to make them happy 
to make them more successful, to make them want to make or, or have the ability to pay them more money so that they're happier and they're going to come to work and work harder. They're going to do better for the business. They're going to build the business better and the image of the business and then continuously do whatever they could to help make that company grow. Right. So it's, it's all mm -hmm. encompassing. So somebody like you with your vast uh, knowledge of all these different positions within your company, because you've done, I mean, we talked on one of the last episodes about how, I mean, dude, what, four years and you've worked six different positions at that company. Yeah. <laughs> like worked in and almost mastered like six different positions within the company. So your knowledge base for your company is extremely valuable and vital to the company. Yeah. Um, so somebody like you with that drive and that desire and that work ethic is the type of person that they need in that ops manager position because you know what works, you know what doesn't work, you know what is going to work, what's going to make things more efficient and easier, right? Work smarter, not harder type of a mentality for your employees that are going to be under you that are going to make them happier, make mm -hmm. them want to come to work more often, make them want to fucking work harder for you. And in turn, it just makes the company more money, more successful, and the more successful the company is, the more successful the employees are. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man. And, I mean, and not only, <clears throat> and not only that, like, <clears throat> it's, I have fresh eyes so to speak, mm -hmm. like <clears throat> I am young enough in the company to where I have been on the ground floor of every position I've been in. No, I haven't been in a manager position yet here at this company, but I know how management positions run and I know how to run a management position because I've been in a management position for every company that I've been in, whether it be officially on paper or just as a acting manager for X amount of time in that company. Right. I have it's managed like, a, e4, like <clears throat> a senior E4 being in a squad leader position. Yeah. Which I have done. Like, <laughs> you know, like <clears throat> I've been there, done that. Like, and it's like with the way that I see this company going, like, for example, we just had a, we just had a, a, a company town hall meeting, which was like two um i think it was i think it was beginning of february a couple weeks ago um <clears throat> and it was the the main the main company and their main headquarters and i think i think it's south carolina um is the main headquarters they had like everyone from every mill like they had a couple like they were they were even doing like a lottery of like people if you put into the lottery like you can get flown out to south carolina for this town hall meeting um, and so it was like a big, long, like hour, hour and a half, two hour long fucking town hall meeting. Well, they were, they mentioned in one portion of this was for one, the company in whole is made up of 31,000 employees. It's fucking nuts. Like countrywide, 31,000 employees is nuts. Um, and they said that last year they hired or promoted like from, either either hired from outside or promoted from within they've hired over a thousand managerial positions just in last year alone <clears throat> now out of those 31,000 employees there's only about 2400 manager positions so almost half of their manager they uh, manager positions they've either hired from outside or promoted from within 
in the last year. Mm -hmm. And they want to expand that. <clears throat> they want to grow that number. So they want to have more managerial positions in those higher up positions. And a lot of them are young employees. <clears throat> a lot of those thousand that they hired or, or promoted are all young employees. Um, which makes me feel like I have a good shot of getting this position because of that statement and like what they've talked about of wanting to grow their culture, expand beyond and, uh, or no, it's grow the core, expand beyond and live their culture, live our culture. Or that's the mission, the three mission statements of the company. And the the main goal is to become the world's safest steel company. So <clears throat> those four things in mind, like to grow, like you, you have to start young to grow. Like mm -hmm. you can't like when, when you are, when you are an old manager, like you're getting promoted from manager position to another, another higher up manager position to another higher up ma manager position. And you've been in each of those manager positions for five, 10, 15 years at a time, you are setting your ways for those 10, five, mm -hmm. you know, 15 years at a time. You're setting your ways. You, you know, it's, it's the, the old saying of you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's it. I mean, in that position, it's pretty true. You can't really teach an old dog new tricks because of, you know, what works, it works. And, you know, but if you want to see improvement, you have to take a look from a different angle sometimes. Yes. So I feel like that's why we need <clears throat> younger blood in politics. Yes. When it comes we do. to, which, I mean, we all know that here on the show, we're, we're pretty big advocates for uh less federal government more state government right more mm -hmm. giving the power back to the people um but even on the federal government level it's like we need younger blood we can't keep bringing in these fucking people that are 70 goddamn years old yeah that aren't even gonna last their term limit they're not gonna fucking be in they've already been in government for 47 years before they even get into these high fucking roles like the president and most of the time like you fuck all <clears throat> yeah in 47 years you didn't do nothing but all of a sudden now you're the president and not saying you know i'm not fucking calling anyone out anything <clears throat> let's go brandon <clears throat> uh, <yeah. clears throat> but you know like it's <sighs> that's why i feel like i have a good shot at this position because i have fresh eyes i'm Fresh off the fucking cutting room floor, you know, I'm fresh off the fucking, you know, fresh out the fucking trenches. I know mm -hmm. what needs to be fixed. I know what we can do to improve, to make everything more profitable, more pro like we can improve productivity. We can do this, do that. The, the improvements to the mills, the improvements to the equipment, the machinery that, okay, it's going to cost us a million dollars here to fix this, but that's going to last us 15 years with just this one improvement versus putting a Band-Aid over a bullet wound for the next six months. And then the next six months, we're going to have to put another Band-Aid over it. And then another six months, we're going to have to put another Band-Aid over it. And then after two years, now you already spent that million dollars that you could have spent two years ago 
and had it fixed for 15 versus now you're two years later, you're a million dollars in the hole and you still have to do that first million dollar fix that I just talked about two years ago to last mm-hmm. you 15 years. Like, <clears throat> I feel like the management that we have. Increasing productivity, you know what I mean? And exactly. Increasing productivity and efficiency. Mm-hmm. Now that bandaid over a bullet wound, you're actually doing the necessary surgery right off the bat. Yeah. To seal up that wound clean it heal it and then now that warfighter in a sense right mm-hmm. is able to get back out on the battlefield and fucking take it to the enemy and actually effectively make change. complete the mission yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know so improvise adapt overcome like that's one of the main things in in the mills that we always are having to deal with at at the lowest level but when the upper management at the current moment, like they're, they're not improvising over uh, adapting and overcoming. They're just going, okay, how do we fix this right now? Just so we can get this shit going. And it's like, dude, I have an arterial bleed. Like I need a tourniquet and you're giving me a fucking bandaid, bro. Like mm-hmm. the bright, the bright red blood is not stopping. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we are fucking <clears throat> hemorrhaging. Yeah. Money. Like, <laughs> the bright red blood. There's a difference in color. This is an arterial bleed. This is literally going I to mean, bleed you least, dry. <clears throat> at least it's making the green grass grow, right? It is, you know, for the time being. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> the <time laughs> but once the blood stops, once the blood, once that bright red blood stops, the green grass don't grow no more. I mean, so I I think you are a hundred percent correct. And I think that mindset of, you know, that's why I've always been, I mean, to a certain extent, right? Like I've always been a huge fan of promote from within. Oh, of course. The employees that you're promoting from within your company, um, as long as you're choosing the, the person who is best fit for the job, right? Knowledge wise, um, and work ethic wise, uh, these people have been on that ground floor, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one reason why, in my own personal experience, and and, and I mean, I could be completely wrong, right? Like, there's going to be people that are going to debate this with me all fucking day long, and that's fine, and, I, and I'm all about that. But in my own personal experience, the best officers that I dealt with in my time in the military were ones that were enlisted prior to going to OCS and commissioning. Mm-hmm. Because they knew what it was like on the enlisted level. They knew what it was like to be a private. They knew what it was like to get down in, in the fucking shit and, and be in there with your guys. Versus the ones that I had that came into the military with a four-year degree or immediately going to OCS and becoming officers without spending any time as an enlisted soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't there, right? It, they, yeah. they didn't understand what it was like to be the Joe doing shit Um, again i mean there's going to be an exception to every fucking rule but the majority the vast majority of my leadership on the officer you know within the officer corps that were phenomenal were all guys that had spent time as an enlisted soldier prior to commissioning Mm -hmm. and i think that's the same the same mindset in, in the civilian sector of employment where a lot of times those employees that you are promoting now, now 
with this being said, I mean, I understand starting a new business, right? You have to, when you're starting a business, you have to hire certain management staff because they have the experience and the, the resume to back up that managerial leadership role, right? Because you yeah. don't have anybody to bring up from within. But once you start that business and that company, mm-hmm. Hiring or promoting from within, in my opinion, is the way to go. And that's how you're going to get the most effective leaders within that company, because you are hand selecting them based upon their performance that you have seen throughout their time of employment on the ground level. And that is where you're at. You've been with the company for what, five years now? Yeah, it'll be five. It'll be five years that I've been with the company in August. So, yeah. Right. So five years with the company, don't call in sick. You've worked six different positions within that company because you were proficient and you were effective and you were knowledgeable in one. And they're like, hey, we need to shift this guy over because of his work ethic and his dedication mm-hmm. to this one, because we know he's going to pick it up and learn it and and master it. And then from that one to the next and, and all this stuff. So you've seen the shit, you know where the... F- faults lie you have an idea as to what on a thinking outside the box mentality what the solutions could be and what it's going to take to keep guys in your position right when you get to that leadership position the guys under you who are where you were happy and effective and efficient and working hard and productive so yeah man i don't see you having an issue with this um, unless mm-hmm. they completely screw the pooch and decide to <laughs> shove their heads up their own asses and hire from outside or something of that nature. But well, the one good thing about the one good thing about this position is that it was only a hire from within. So mm. this position was only That's promote cool. from within. Um, they weren't taking any outside job applications. Um, it was only internal job applications. So the only thing that I could say. I would be worried about would be there's there's at least one person that I know applied for it who is like a couple steps above me right now um, in my current position and what his current position is. Um, But that's that same that it's the same argument that I had earlier is he's been in his position for quite a few years already. Um Mm -hmm. And with the way that I see this company going, they want the younger. He's he's already been with the company for 10, 15 years or so. And he's been in his manager adjacent position for at least five years, 10 years. Mm-hmm. So he's got he's developed bad habits. He's developed his own way of thinking, his own way of working, his own way of mm-hmm. doing things at that manager level. So he might have like the one thing he might have over me is the process of management, like the process of management in the comp within the company. Like, you know, he has, you know, X amount of uh, teammates below him. Sure. But he, he could also have bad time and grade over you. But yeah, <clears throat> but he might where, also where does the mindset lie where does the productivity lie where does the efficiency lie right like so mm-hmm. and at the same time i mean i don't know the guy i mean you obviously would know him better than i do but i mean mm-hmm. if the guy's not a shitbag 
and he does happen to get the job over you, like at least you can walk away from it going, fuck, man, I got beat out by a guy that's got 10 plus years on. Yeah. Fuck it, dude. The guy's put in his time. The guy's put in the effort. Like the guy fucking deserves it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you can walk away from it being a little less disappointed Mm -hmm. because of the individual who got who got picked over you versus if it was an outside source, you're like, that motherfucker's never even worked here before. Yeah. That guy doesn't know shit about fuck when it comes to this, this company and and the day-to-day operations of it. That's Mm -hmm. bullshit. He got picked over. Whereas this guy, he knows everything from reading it out of a book on, you know, what a steel mill does. Like, right. Whereas this guy's like, you as a, as an, a senior E4, you got beat out for a position by a fucking E7. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all right, hey, dude, the guy's got more time than me. He may have a little bit more knowledge than me. Like, you know, if that were the case, right? So mm-hmm. I, I see this as being almost not necessarily a negative regardless of the outcome, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a positive in the fact that you get the job, right? You get the position and it's a massive increase in your salary and a massive uh, positive increase in your day-to-day life and your Mm -hmm. financial security and all these other cool things. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, to try and find the positive in every situation, if happenstance, you don't get it, at least you can sit back and go, fuck man, I tried, I worked really hard, but this dude just, has it like he just mm-hmm. has a little more knowledge than i do he's got a little bit more time in with the company than i do and he has actually been here longer and put in fucking work mm-hmm. and fuck it he deserves it you know what i mean type of a mentality so yeah um but at the same time with that being said i agree with you i think the younger blood the the younger mindset the think outside the box um type of mentality is going to in my opinion and I, I don't just say this because you're my brother and i care about you and i love you and i want to see you be successful right um i i think you have what is needed and i think it's going to work out in the best for you you know what i'm saying um, yeah so i'm definitely pulling for you dude i think it's going to be i think it's going to be good shit you know what i mean hopefully one of these next few episodes over the next month or so <laughs> Uh, we're having celebratory lead slinger shots. And, uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, fucking, you know, talking about your <clears throat> position and the, the, the positive changes that it's making in your life. Um, mm-hmm. And the cool thing is, is that we can put a little bit of that positivity out there into the world, into the universe, and be a firsthand uh, advocate for hard work and dedication. Mm-hmm and determination and perseverance and all of these things that we preach on a weekly basis um, or as close to a weekly basis as we can get. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we know. try, we try. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, you know, again, there, there's a lot of shit going on guys. Um, you know, we've got fucking, you know, the shit with Ohio and all these, these train quote unquote accidents um Chinese spy balloons flying over um and all this stuff and, and it's it's becoming ever more increasingly important for you and us as American citizens to become more involved in our communities, more involved in our children's education systems, um our town hall meetings, um, school board meetings, state legislature, um, and paying more attention to the federal government um and what is going on. Um you know, 
And with that being said, we need to stop this finger pointing when it comes to the other side of the aisle, right? In my opinion, we as Americans need to become more centralized in our political thinking um, and be able to sit back and call bullshit on both sides of the fucking aisle. Stop looking at these people from a political pedestal on either side of the aisle. They're fucking politicians. They're cunts. <laughs> All on of them. both sides, <laughs> right? Like, dude, I voted for Trump. 100%. I mean, I think the man did a phenomenal job with our economy and with a lot of aspects of running this country. <laughs> with that being said, the dude needed to fucking shut his goddamn mouth every once in a while, <laughs> and somebody needed to take his fucking phone away from him and stop allowing him on Twitter. Yeah. Like, bottom line. I, I mean, I, I am not blind enough to, to, or I'm not so blind that I can't sit here and call out the bullshit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the liberal left is a complete and total clusterfuck of a shit show. It really is. We have a bunch of idiots on that side of the aisle. But with that being said, we also have a bunch of fucking idiots on the right side of the aisle as well. We need to start holding people accountable regardless of their political position or their political <coughs> ideologies. Right? We're all human beings. Call bullshit where bullshit is seen. End of story. Right? And our founding fathers did not write the Constitution for shits and gigs. They wrote it for a fucking reason. Mm -hmm. And realistically, our country did pretty fucking good for a long time when we lived and ran by the Constitution. Yeah. So, and, and we need to stop the perversion of society. We need to let kids be fucking kids. And we need to raise them with respect, compassion, empathy, and a sense of situational awareness and resiliency. And I think if we do that, we could change the course of this country for the better going forward and the generations to come. Because realistically, starting with the 14 and 15 and 16 and 17 year olds, bro, they're fucked already. <laughs> it's the younger kids. It's the children that are the age of my child, right? The elementary school kids. We start there. They are still young and moldable and influenced. Teach them properly. Be a parent. Be engaged in your children's lives and in their interests and the things that they are doing. Celebrate with them. But also don't be afraid to reprimand and discipline them properly. I was going to say, we, we need to stop as a society trying to be best friends with our kids. Because... The, I mean, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. It, like, there, you have to know there, there's there's a boundary there. Like... You can't just just be your kid's best friend. You have to be their parent. Like, there's there's a yeah, boundary like I tell where my kid all the time. Like, if you don't <laughs> fucking hate me, sometimes I'm not doing my job. Yeah. Like that. I think like, that's where know, I think that's where our generation. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, I, I think I, that's I, where I, our generation like kind of was like misconstrued coming up through the I would say probably through our teenage and early 20s years like because we as children like and coming up into our teens probably more closer to your your age group because like I think my age group was more a little bit lackadaisical 
as far as like their parenting. Um, but like for, for like me, I mean, I hated my mom growing up, like, because I felt like she was always fucking like, she was like, I felt like she was always fucking Hitler. Like she would always fucking like, you have to be home by seven o'clock, blah, blah, blah. Like the, if yeah. the fucking street lights come on, you're late. No, it was like the fuck. Yeah. And I was like, I want to go hang out with my fucking friends, blah, blah, blah. So I'd always fucking rebel, you know? And, <clears throat> well, that, when I kind of turned into my 20s and I grew the fuck up, like, I had a stronger relationship with my mom after I turned into a fucking adult. Like, well, not only that, but, but let's, and, and we're running down on time, but let's, let's touch on just real quick. When you became a parent yourself, in your previous marriage, right? You were, you were a father figure to two young, two young men, right? Two young boys. Yeah. And I think when you hit that aspect of your life where you are now the parent or the parental role to a young individual, mm-hmm. you start to do certain things. And then you look back, you, you start to all of a sudden, like take a step back and look back at how you're raised because you're doing the same shit your parents used to do. And you're like, ah, <laughs> fuck me. I get it now. Yeah. Right. Like you're like, yeah. oh shit, I understand why mm-hmm. my parents did certain things, why they said certain things, why they punished me for certain things or had certain rules because mm-hmm. it fucking makes sense. Right. In your little kid mind or in your teenage mind, you're like, they're just being assholes. They don't want me to have any fun. And mm-hmm. then you grow up and you become a parent yourself and you're looking at certain things that you're doing that are very reminiscent of what your parents did with you. And you're like, oh, light bulb, click, fucking right. That's why they did it. <laughs> and I understand yeah. that. You know, and so. Um, because a broken arm costs fucking ten grand, and a fucking DUI costs fucking fifteen grand, and like, had you not been taught this shit back in the day, don't fucking do that. Don't jump out of that tree. You can't fly. You're gonna break your fucking arm, and then now I'm gonna be out ten grand for a fucking cast and this and that. You know, you like at the same little thing, right? We need to allow them to learn from those mistakes sometimes. True. Like I tell Jay all the time, I'm like, hey, don't fucking do that. You're gonna get hurt. Yeah. And he's like, man, 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 and I'm like, all right, fine, fuck off, dude. Don't touch and the stove, it's hot. Like, yeah. Do you fucking see? Do you understand mm-hmm. what I was what I was trying to tell you? Now you learn firsthand experience why the fuck I told you not to do something. <laughs> cool. Yeah. You learned your lesson. Don't do it again. Type of yeah. a situation. So sometimes there are certain there, there's a give and mistakes. take. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But there's I think definitely a give it's, and take. It's but... that mm-hmm. I made certain mistakes in my life so that you don't have to make them. And this mm-hmm. is something that the wife and I really stressed with my brother-in-law when we became legal guardians of him when he was 15. Mm -hmm. You know, I told him one of my biggest rules was I'm going to try and teach you from the mistakes that I've made in my life so that you don't have to suffer that heartache from making the same mistakes. With that being said, you're a teenager. I want you to do dumb shit. (laughs) Just don't get caught. Right. Because a lot of my cool, super awesome memories growing up as a kid were, doing really dumb shit right and i have some really fond memories of doing really dumb shit so have fun be cautious do dumb shit don't get caught mm-hmm. but also if i'm really stressing on something like hey look motherfucker i've been there i've done that bad fucking idea here's why mm-hmm. maybe it would behoove you to heed my warnings that's all I'm going to say. I think, be- you know I mean? think behoove is the perfect way to end this episode. <laughs> you definitely have to end it on a behoove note. I, I know. The wife's going to listen to this. Oh, bitch, he hit, hit him with the fucking behoove. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite that's, terms. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Minima. 
<laughs> and so dude, like I, I I'm the same way with behoof. <laughs> I try to put yeah. I try to try to use it, but it, no one knows what the fuck it means unless you've been in the military for some reason. Yeah, it's, then they just look at you deer in the headlights look like what the fuck are you talking like, about? Like hoof, so, like 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 a deer hoof. <laughs> like a deer hoof. <clears throat> yeah, so guys, dumbass. with that being said, we're about forty seconds out on this one. Um mm-hmm. we're gonna leave you guys with the normal. Don't be a fucking dick. It would behoove you to drink water. Ah. (laughs) Be a good person. Surround yourself with good, positive individuals. And until next time, we are the fuck out of here. We are out. Peace.